Last time on Simply to Die For, there's a killer in the house. First, our lovely singer, Miss Belle Tone, stumbled across the body of Dr. Jameson in the office, strangled and very, very dead. After lots of questions were asked, Tom Collins, the resident drunk, uh, um, uh, brewer, found the body of Terry Bull, the mayor's wife, at the bottom of the stairs. But what happened? And will there be more deaths? Grab your snacks and we'll find out. Well, this is certainly unfortunate. Grandmother, the mayor's wife is dead. So I see. What are we going to do about it? Well, we're going to start with uh, something. May, what's this your man's telling me about Terry? She fell? Uh, Mayor Bull, it seems there's been an unfortunate accident. Mrs. Bull has, well, she's, uh... Oh, God! Terry! She's dead. Yes, it seems so. What happened? I found her when I was coming downstairs. Looks like she tripped and fell. Christ. She was so angry at me. And that's the last thing we'll say to each other. Angry? Hush, Sonia. Terry didn't like it when I... Terry didn't like that I was getting into a... debate with Mr. Goodman. She doesn't... didn't like it when I did that. What would you like us to do, Mr. Mayor? Why don't we place her in your office, with the doctor? Yeah. That would be good. Uh, Collins, fetch someone to help you. Maybe that dandy man? Yes, ma'am. What will we tell the others? They'll notice she's not around. You can tell our guests, Sonia. You always say that you want more responsibilities. Yes, Grandmother. You don't seem too torn up about this, Eddie. We both knew our marriage wasn't good. I never wished death on Terry, but it was a marriage for mutual gains. We hadn't spoken outside of public view in almost 15 years since the kids moved out. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Don't be. I can stop pretending. Enjoy myself more and do some things for me now. Like you weren't already doing that? I don't have to keep my dalliances in the closet now. Goodness knows that would be nice instead of sneaking around my own damn house. Well, I hope that doesn't ruin your run for Congress. If it does, I'll survive. That was always Terry's thing more than my own. She always was politically minded. That she was. Upstairs, things aren't much better. What do you mean Mrs. Bull's dead? Well, there's been an accident. She fell down the stairs. How do you know? What if she was murdered too? There's no reason to think she was murdered. She just fell. It's an unfortunate accident. Accident, my ass! Goodness! I know it's a bit of a shock. A shock? A shock? Finding out your favorite stockings have a run is a shock. This is a nightmare. A horror house that's going to get us all killed. And you're just letting it happen. What's next, my brother? Or worse, me? How can you all be so calm? Anita! Don't you start with me, Mary. These people have welcomed murderers into their home. Of course people are going to end up dead. I don't want to be one of them. No one cares if it's just some little doctor in town that no one really knows. But now it's the mayor's wife. Who will it be next? Miss Goodman, I assure you that we are taking all of the necessary precautions. But it really just looks like Mrs. Bull tripped and fell. No need to worry about anything like that. I have a hard time even trying to figure out who would want her dead. Now, why don't we all relax? I'll see about bringing up more refreshments soon. She really is quite calm about everything. 
Miss Sunny might just be good at being a leader in the future. <laughs> well, after having to spend some time calming the guests, May and Sunny gather together at the edge of the parlor, keeping careful eyes on their guests. Chloe! Chloe, oh. I want to go home! I don't like it! What if they try to bump me off next? Why would anyone want to kill you? I can think of a few reasons. So then you'll have a tragic story. Yes, but I won't be around to enjoy any of the fame from it. Sorry, doll, but I don't think we'll be leaving anytime soon. Why not? When Belle and I pulled up, a tree came down on the drive. Louie! Calm down, Vera. It's fine. Nothing gonna happen to any of us. Nothing will happen to you. No one would kill a guy like you. I'm just a poor actress who can't do anything to protect herself. What am I? You'll just stay here and not cause a fuss. I'm not fussing. I'm scared. Louie, what if I'm next? Then maybe we'll get some peace and quiet. Shut it, Chippy! Oh, damn. I'm not the one who's been on and off the same man for the last few years, Chickadee. Don't think that just because I'm in music that I don't know all about you, does your boy? Or shall I tell him what you've been up to? That might ruin your ticket to the good life, right? Well, I never... Vera, cut it out. Uh, but... Vera... Don't start the fight if you can't handle it, Chickadee. She's got a point, Vera. You threw the first punch. But... No buts. In my line of business, you don't throw the first punch unless you can handle the returning one. But that's what I've got you for. Oh, I'm not dumb enough to get between two cats with their claws out. Ugh, fine. Then I want a drink and some better company. All right, I'll see you around. Why do you keep bringing her around? I know you don't like her. Yeah, she's not too bad. At least she's not a boring flat tire. Besides, I haven't been able to lure you away from your man yet. I'm just pining over here for you. You're gonna have to do a whole lot better than that to get my bell away. Besides, I like where I'm at. Skip lets me have total control over the music at Over and Down. Why would I give that up and having the best pianist in town? I mean, look at all those long, talented fingers. Aw, oh, and why would I let you go, Bearcat? Oh, you two are too much. I don't know what we do without your club. <laughs> get into a whole lot more trouble? Oh, ain't that the truth. Dover, can I borrow you for a moment? Collins, right? What for? Mrs. Day wants to move Mrs. Bull to her office. I could use some help. What, so you figured you'd just ask the black man? Bell? No, it's not fair. I'm just doing what I was asked, miss. I'm sure. Stop, little bee. I can help, as long as I don't crush my fingers. What about Rick? What about him? Take Rick. He's, uh, used to assist him with this type of work. Then we don't have to worry about Mr. Dover's hands. Besides, Miss Tone here has been clinging to him since we first heard about Mrs. Bull. I'm sure she'd much rather stay with her companion right now to calm her nerves. O'Shea! Yeah? Can you help Collins here with Mrs. Bull? Only if we get a nip wobble down there. Not a problem. Hey, lass, I'm gonna go down and help Day's man. Need me to come too? Sure. Can grab a drink with us when we're done. Good. Between Vera's voice and Anita's wailing, I need a drink. There. All set. And I'll continue to see if I can lure this lovely lady away from Mr. Dover for the evening. You best hope you're not too successful. Come on, we's heading down the back stairs. Hmm. I wonder if they'll grab me a drink while they're down there. <sighs> anyway, it doesn't take too long to move the definitely dead Mrs. Bull and her purse, carried by Robin, who is also making sure that the woman's skirt stays down. 
Mrs. Bull is laid on the sofa in May's office, with the group carefully stepping over the body of the doctor. <sighs> Two down. Wonder how many more will be in here by the end of the night. I don't know, but I need a drink after all that heavy lifting. And before we head back to that crowd... I please. I don't think I can stand being around Anita or Vera. Why does your man like that woman? Her voice... Is like nails on a chalkboard? <laughs> we don't know. He can't stand her voice either. She must be a good lay or something. It's always the girls like that who's are the most high-maintenance. You're Miss Day. Is she the same? Thankfully not, but I think it's because her granny wouldn't let her be that way. She has no patience for stupidity, that woman. Although Miss Day does have a like of pretty baubles. I noticed her jewelry today. Yeah, heard they were from her parents. It's nice to have something to remember them by. Sure is. Whiskey or beer? Whiskey, for both of us. A few glasses, then I'll take up more for the group. Cheers. Still being alive. Cheers. Cheers. Clink. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, right. Let's get back upstairs. Mrs. Day? Oh, poor little Millie. I do like her. Where have you been, girl? I'm sorry, ma'am. I was helping Miss Goodman. She's in a bit of a state. I'm sure she is. What is it, Millie? Were you able to get through to the police? Well, that's just it, miss. Ma'am. The phone's dead. What do you mean, it's dead? I can't get through. Someone picked up and then there was nothing. I'm guessing the storm blew out the lines. Guessing? Why don't we go and talk to Mr. Goodman? He runs the telephone company, after all. I'm sure he can tell us what's happened. Of course, but why didn't you tell me this immediately? I'm sorry, ma'am. Miss Goodman was just a bit hysterical. I was trying to calm her down so she didn't faint. I thought that... Well, that's exactly the problem. You thought... Your job isn't to think, it's to do. Yes, ma'am. I'm sorry, ma'am. Now, we need some food and drinks taken to our guests. Do you think you can handle that? Yes, ma'am. Right away. You don't have to be so mean to her. You have to be firm with your staff or they'll walk all over you. It's the same with the gang. If you don't toughen up, you'll get stabbed in the back. I think I'm a pretty good judge of character. Surely we don't always have to be cruel to those who work for us. Well, the only way to get people to do everything you say is to make sure that they fear what you'll do if they don't. That sounds like an awfully lonely way to live. Oh, yes, my dear, it can be. But it's how you keep hold of power, especially in this line of work, and even more especially as a woman. Best you learn that now while I'm still here, rather than later when someone has pulled a gun on you. You only understand that I'm tough on you because I know you can do this, and you can do it well. I understand that, Grandmother. Well, good. Then we'll go see to our guests. I take it everything is all right? Well, yes. They were in a bit of a shock, but overall it seems like they took the news in stride. And what was this about Miss Goodman? She seems to think there's a killer in our mist. Well, it wouldn't surprise me. And honestly, I think it's Scannon. Maybe if he'd gone after Dr. Jameson. But what gain would he have with Mrs. Bull? I don't know, but I don't trust him. You stay away from him and his cronies. Mark my word, it's him who's behind all this. I'll be careful, Grandmother. As long as you are, too. I don't know what I'd do without you. You'll survive. That's what we day women do. We survive. Well, that certainly sounds ominous. 
The days finally join the rest of their guests in the parlor. The whole group is back upstairs, with the exception of Millie, who's been fetching more food. So I heard the phones are out. How do you know that? I have my way, sunshine. Were you necking with Millie? Nah, she's not really my type of doll. Oh, yes, she's much too soft-spoken for you. Something like that. That's not why I brought it up. So why did you? Well, Mrs. Day, I figured I could offer my services. Mr. Dover and I were just talking about that tree that's down. Figured maybe a few of us could go out and take a look, see if it would be moved or something. I was actually going to have Mr. Goodman take a look at the phone line and see if he could repair it to call out. Me, Mrs. Day? You are the owner of the telephone company, correct? (laughs) I am. But I'm afraid my knowledge of actually fixing telephone lines is rather limited. However, I do have knowledge of felling trees. Perhaps I can help you, Mr. Scannon. The more help, the better. Oh, but Mr. Gannon, Uh, Perhaps I can recommend Robin to go look at the phone. She has a knack for all this new technology. I don't know if she'd be able to help, but it can't hurt to look. Robin. Yes? Take a look at the phone lines outside. Will Mr. Dover and Mr. Goodman and I go see about that tree down across the drive? I suppose so. Ah, yes. So one of your cronies can snoop around my home? If you don't trust them, perhaps you could send someone with her. Your maid would know where the wires are, yes? Well, yes, I suppose she would be the only one here who might know. Usually our groundskeeper takes care of these things, but he's gone for the weekend visiting his family. Well, then that settles it. Miss Hyde here can go outside with your maid's assistance. I trust there's no problem with that. Oh, no, I suppose not. I believe she was fetching more food from the kitchen. I'm sure you could find her there. I'll find her and we'll see to it. Well then, let's grab some coats and see if we can find a way around this tree. Armed with flashlights and coats with collars pulled up to protect them from the rain, Lou Scannon, Skip Dover, and Noah Goodman all head out into the storm. Damn, I swear the rain's coming at us sideways. I don't know if we'll be able to move anything with how strong this storm is. Then let's make it quick and get back to the warmth of the house. Perhaps there will be something there to warm us all up. I wouldn't say no to a hot toddy when this is all over. I'd be happy with anything hot. (laughs) Say that again. Look, here's the tree. Oh. Damn. Yeah. I don't think we're moving that one easily. If you haven't guessed it by now, the tree is huge. Like, really big. Big as a damn redwood or something. Let's look around it first. Maybe there's a way we could cut back some branches. At least for a path to get out. Sounds good. I'll head down towards the roofs. I'll head the opposite way. Mr. Dover, why don't you take a look around here? Sometimes the trunks crack. We might be able to get through if it did. I may be a pianist now, but I grew up on a farm. I know what I'm looking for. Good. Meet back here? Sounds good. All three men start inspecting their respective parts of the tree, slowly walking up and down it, flashlights lighting up small areas. Skip finishes first, although he spies a space between some branches, just large enough for him to fit. Maybe I can get over it. Or at least for a look. The limbs are slick, and in retrospect, Skip's dress shoes probably aren't the best for climbing trees. Hey, Skip. Noah? A flashlight beam dances a bit in the distance. You guys see anything? I don't know too much about trees falling in the woods. This one looks a bit weird. Hello? Ah! Well, shit.
You've been listening to Simply to Die For by Roving Rogue Productions. This podcast was created thanks to a grant from Arts and Stark, the County Arts Council, and recorded in Maslin, Ohio. Simply to Die For was written by C.J. Coral and directed by Chuck Bonikowski. Audio engineering by Nicholas Nano. Be sure to follow and subscribe to Simply to Die For on all your favorite podcast platforms. Follow Roving Rogue Productions on social media at Roving Rogue Pro for updates on the show and other Rogues projects. For all other virtual and in-person events, transcripts, and how to support us, visit us at rovingroguespro.weebly.com. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Courtney Fenner, and along with my co-host Amanda Cronin, hey, hey, we are a Nefarious Nightmare. We are a podcast that covers true crime, the paranormal, weird unsolved mysteries, and all with a personal approach and a sense of humor. We also end our podcast with good life advice such as, wear deodorant, or don't be a Richard. Courtney and I have covered cases such as the Baker Hotel in Mineral Wells, Texas, and the tragic death of little Sharon Matthews. We've also covered the case of Gloria Ramirez, who was, very unfortunately, dubbed the toxic lady in the media. And also, in episode one, we have an interview with Jason Vukovich, the Alaskan Avenger, and his sister, Angelina. So let's all gather around the bonfire and roast serial killers and marshmallows. Yes, yes, come on in, come on in. You can find Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, pretty much anywhere you find really great podcasts. Thank you guys so much for listening and welcome to A Nefarious Nightmare.